You're listening to The Mark Husson Show. Expect something wonderful. Well, hello, everybody, and happy Tuesday. How are you? It's so good to be with you. This is Mark Husson. This is The Mark Husson Show, and we just have so much to talk about. I want to give you a big shout out because there is, I mean, it is crazy exciting. And you know, this is the week of the full moon. So we got to talk about that. And we certainly will. Now, those of you that don't know exactly what to do when you're listening for right now, you can just listen. Eventually, you can sign up to my mailing list for the Mark Huston show, which I posted on my website. Conference locked. And that means you can't call in anymore. <laughs> but that's okay, because you don't need to call in to enjoy the show and to get a lot of value, I hope, out of the information. Now, if you go to markhuston.com, I have some links to get on some of these mailing lists because they just grow. I try to separate them out so we don't bug people with the same old thing. Um, uh, for the Mark Huston show, I've, I've sent you a couple of attachments. I sent the full moon attachment, and there was one on modalities that may or not may or may not be easy for you to open because it was giving me some weird signals about um, I didn't format it right or something. So if you have trouble with that, just let me know and we'll um, send you out a good one. A, um, so if you're also, if you want to join the chat room, again, you don't have to be a part of any of this, but if you want to be, you just go over to onetoradio.com and click chat on the right-hand side, left-hand side, little chat link takes you into the room if you're not if you haven't been invited or you're not a member just ask to be they'll they'll immediately let you in and then we can play more and I'll try to check your questions in the chat room see how you're doing I'd like to give a big welcome to a few of you who just always light my day <laughs> hey Veronica good to see you hi Donna Jane Greg I it's good to see you too the wordsmith and you know it's funny when some of you guys take off or absent hi ha ha <laughs> mad love back at you baby uh, Ellsworth and Terry when some of you leave or take off it's noticeable your energy is absolutely addicting and supportive and wonderful hi April Yanira good to see you Maureen Judy Oriana Kathy Mercy Lynn, Christina, thank you guys so much. Hi, Lori. It's so good to be connected because I tell you what, in those times, I get that thing where I get Facebook toxic, where I got to like pull back. I can't look at this anymore. And then, you know, I rejuvenate, I get refreshed, I come back in and I can play a little uh, a little bit with you. But sometimes it, it is like this constant news feed. And some of it is sad and tragic. And some of it's really <laughs> happy and celebratory. And I've always wondered... I want to not say something on some of them, but if, if it's really tragic and sad, do you hit the like button? It's it's like, but how else do I know? Maybe just put a heart in the little comment section. But either way, I'm just happy to be here and I'm happy to, to share this time with you. Now, today, I mentioned in my note, I think I was like, whatever. I was half asleep when I sent out the card and I said it was a Pisces moon still. I think I was looking at Monday. That's okay because it's an Aries moon today. It's election day. It's the fighter moon. That means that, listen, the moon is going to change signs about every two and a half days. Okay. Now the moon's going to go through the entire zodiac, all 12 signs within two and a half days. So when that happens, it gives you an opportunity when it enters Aries to enjoy the, the feeling of spring. It's like this is what happens on a mini scale, the micro scale, of when it enters the um, season of spring. So this is what it's like. It's like pretend the sun went into Aries, like it's back in April or March, March 23rd. And and there's the burst of energy coming up. That's what happens when the moon goes in on a micro scale. Now, before I jump into this, I've got a million things I want to know. Two more things I want to reach out. Add a... Uh, who comes on the radio before all of us, who launches Tuesdays, and Nancy, both always support and say very kind things about me and about the staff and about One Two Radio. And I just need to acknowledge to them, I hear you, and it's very kind and very sweet. Secondly, we're moving to a non-royalty music format, which means we not only save money, we allow unlock the door for a lot more listeners to come through. Because the royalty dogs are kind of intense. I don't want to say the word evil, but man, I mean, it's kind of scary what they require of you. And it's like, we aren't all about the music. We're about the love and the communication and the talk. So I have to tell you, in our hunt for royalty-free music, which is another 
entire industry, not all of it, but really scary ripoff kind of energy. It's like 50 bucks, you know, oh, you can have it's royalty free, but you know, whatever. I mean, it's just, it's like, we're, we're just wanting to have like three seconds for a bumper, maybe give our people a break and, and let people like, while we're taking a break, let you have some music to listen to. But, uh, in all of that, the incredible, incredibly kind, incredibly conscious, um, Steve and David Gordon from Sequoia records invited us to play their music royalty free, the entire, anything we buy, anything we take, anything we use, we can use it royalty free and really, and didn't even say in exchange for a link. He just said, if it's okay, if you can give us a shout out, give us a link, introduce the person. That's, that's just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Sequoia, S-E-Q-U-O-I-A records.com. Check out their music. Buy three, you get one free. It's incredible albums. And I'm telling you, some of this stuff gets billboard awards. Uh, it's not just your local synthesized music. It is pretty remarkably conscious. You're going to be hearing a lot of it on One Two Radio. And yes, I am going to sing their praises a lot. And our hosts are going to sing their praises a lot because what they did is incredibly generous. Now, some of the hosts have friends who have music and they will be playing their music and, and certainly thanking them as well. And that's also generous and kind and loving. And some of our staff write their own music, sing their own music. I'm sure you know Christine Dumarier and Aaron Muir are a couple of our music, musical talents. We have so much more. But either way, I thank them for their, I thank all of these people who are willing to be outside of that loop. And I'll tell you, I'm proud to be outside of the royalty free. I'm tr- proud to be in the royalty free zone. Not that I don't believe in paying for intellectual p- property, but it's like not to gouge us and not to hurt us. And, and I can't, I won't even begin to tell you how much it started looking like that was happening to the point where people were saying, well, if one plays it, everyone's got to pay the $700. <laughs> it's like, really? And so. Happy to be back. It's like that Aries moon today makes me feisty, makes me want to say, oh, yeah, I don't want to play in the big authority game either. And someday as we evolve and as our relationship grows and as we we branch out, it's going to be fun to share stories with you about um, certain personal victories and, and, and public and, and private victories that have been amazing in my life and, and battles. And, and I want to hear from you. And I like that under an Aries mood. So we're going to play. We're going to have more, more of that to go. You want to know what the heck's going on. Now, Donna had mentioned the energy has been crazy. Now, I want you to understand something. The chart I sent out on the moon, and I was going to um, actually take a look at that with you. The um, But we don't have to study it yet. I just want you to understand a couple of things. The moon is going to be in Taurus because it's a full moon, because it's a moon that is saying um, it's outside. It's exactly opposite. Okay, so in a full moon, in a full moon, the – I want you to picture this your look at use your body as the earth. Your body is the earth and your left hand is the sun and your right hand is the moon and you put your elbows against your the side of your um chest and you hold your hands out like the palms are facing each other and your your body is the earth. So it's sun on the left, earth in the middle, moon on the right. So in the middle we're looking to our to our right and we see this bright orb it's the moon getting getting the light of the sun, reflecting the light of the sun. That's why the moon and sun are called luminaries in astrology because even though they we consider them planets, we talk about the ten planets, they're really just um, – they're uh they're the light reflectors and we like to call them we like to call them that but now the moon is going to be full in um in taurus and if you have any clue where taurus is on the outside of your wheel if we've learned anything as we've progressed you're going to place that moon onto that area of your life so if you're a taurus rising it's probably going to be in your first house if you're you know um a uh, Aries rising, it'll probably be in your second house. And, and that's exactly how it works. I'm, I'm watching the image trying to emerge, um, onto my screen. It's so funny because, um, I'm, I want to be able to talk to you about it and I'm clicking and my image viewer thing is being, there it is. Thank you. Jeez. Okay. Um, so the moon's going to be at 14. The sun's going to be at 14. That's the, that's why they're opposites. Taurus is always opposite Scorpio. Like, you know that, do you know this thing? Like, if you remember your opposites, if you remember that the opposite of Aries is Libra, 
If you remember that the opposite of Taurus is Scorpio, if you remember the opposite of Gemini is Sag, then when you get a chart, all you need are six of the signs because the opposites are always going to be the same. If you look at the chart that I sent you, if you look at the chart that I posted that Christy put in the middle of the room, you will see at 9 o'clock position, 20 degrees of Pisces, 6 minutes. And if you look exactly opposite that at the 3 o'clock position, you will see 20 degrees of Virgo, 6 minutes. Uh, the degrees and the minutes are identical always, 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 always. The houses will always reflect the opposite sign exact number. So if you know where Taurus on the outside wheel is in your personal chart, you're going to throw that 14-degree moon in there. We're going to practice that over and over. So most of you are getting it. I'm really proud of you. But what does it mean, Mark? What does it mean? <laughs> Full moons are the culmination from the new moon two weeks ago where the moon lost all of its light. Okay, it lost all of its light. It went black. And slowly from the moment of the new moon into the full moon, it waxes. And you know how I remember that? Wax build up. It gets brighter. It starts building light. So from the moment of the new moon, we start receiving light. We get bigger. We get, we, we start taking things in. I'm certainly getting bigger. And you, you start receiving and the, the moon gets brighter. We get more optimistic all the way to the, to the culmination of the, of that full moon, which on the full moon, the brightest night of the year for the people who can see it. From that moment on, we start releasing like good time to get into the flow of the moon. This is the cycle of receiving. The full moon on is the cycle of releasing. And you know the trick. This is like we used to think we're tricking the universe. You say, I am releasing all the obstacles to receiving wealth. <laughs> It's we think we're such smart asses, right? Like af affirmations. I'm all about affirmations. You know, it's good to think positive. What's wrong with that? But I'm not into being dumped an affirmation on me. Like I don't mind coming up with my own affirmation, but I don't like when you come to me and go, ah, you shouldn't say that. You should say everything is wonderful. It's like, you know, then I just want to think evil thoughts. <laughs> so keep keep your affirmations off of me and I'll keep mine off of you. But anyway, the idea is as the <laughs> when we hit the full moon and we start releasing light, we start we, we, we releasing light of the moon. We're seeing it. We're releasing things in our lives that we want to let go of. It's a great time to do that energetically. Release your grievances. You know, release the things that do prevent you from feeling good. If you feel in attunement with it, it's a time of undoing. It's a time of letting go. It's a time of sending those blockages and those things that offend you and those things that hurt you. It's time to release pain. It's a time to release our wounds. It's really such a wonderful time. Release is like the exhale, the inhale and the exhale. You can't have an inhale unless you've exhaled and vice versa. So it's just such a nice little flow. Wherever that Taurus moon lands in your chart, wherever it lands in your chart is where you will desire security. It's where you will desire to see things take form. It's where you will be sensual. You will feel a desire for touch, for food, for taste, for comfort. It's a desire. It's an urge. And anywhere in your chart where Taurus exists, that desire has always been there. The moon activates it. So if you've noticed yourself being uncomfortable, if you've noticed yourself being uncomfortable with something in your life, not even in a physical sense, just, oh, that makes me uncomfortable when you talk like that or when you snore or when you drive like that or um, when, you, when you threaten my security. And that's what the full moon is saying. What threatens your security? And that, if you need to know, it'll show up so you can see it. And, and I know that sounds like karma-ish, karma-ish. You know, I'm not a big karma fan. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in what goes around, comes around, because there's too much to the story. Like, it fits us if we think that person hurt us. But when you go behind the story and see that, that something else was going on, it's like when the person steals the loaf of bread. <laughs> you know, what goes around, comes around, because they're, you know, mother's starving and they haven't had a bite to eat. You know, I just try my best to understand that we're innocent when it comes to our lives. We don't know anything. Remember, keep it stupid because be stupid. Be proud to be stupid. Tell yourself you don't know what's going on. 
Taurus moon is going to activate in you what makes you uncomfortable. It's going to allow you to seek and go toward what makes you comfortable. Now, what's interesting is today that moon in Aries is not the same moon. The moon in Aries is like, get me out of here. I can't even sit and listen to this guy at the same time. I got to be walking. Let's take it out. Where's the sun? The sun's out. I can't be inside when the sun is out. That's Aries moon. Today, the Aries moon is making a formation in the exact moment in time as Uranus. So in other words, this buzz in the air. Uranus is like the planet that says, is there something here that's solid? Because I'm going to destroy it. <laughs> that's seriously. Uranus, is there a rule I should follow? Because I'm going to break it. <laughs> and the moon, our emotional needs, is sitting on that planet. We're feeling this buzz in the air. We're feeling that irritation. We're feeling the chaos. See, Donna, that's the chaos that, we're, that you're asking about. It's the moon and Uranus. Uranus is in Aries. The other thing that, that Uranus in Aries is doing to our consciousness is you all are starting to get this, I think, and I'm so proud of you. You're not being a follower anymore. You don't like following. You don't, you're questioning authority. Don't you think that's important? Shouldn't you question authority? I mean, I think it's so vital to us that we get to the point where we say, why does that person get to be the leader? <laughs> you know, if we're all the same, you know, or, or, you know, whatever your little riddle you want to tell yourself about it, but it's not to be a brat about authority. It's to say, did that resonate with me to what you said? Or do I have to take everything you say as law? And if I have to take everything you say as law, then I'm sort of following you, but blindly. And I'm seeing that a lot. Like I'm seeing people give other people credit just because they are published by a certain publishing company. They're giving people credit because they were on TV. You know, it's like it's you think it, you find it on the Internet that it's true. If you find it on the Internet, it's true. Y'all probably don't know how much you buy into that. If you Google it and Google said, well, Google said. If you do that and believe it, can you imagine what you must think if the person got published, if the person got um, put on television, if the person's on the radio? <laughs> I kind of make it my mission not only to usurp authority, but to usurp my own. I don't like – I mean it's – I get we project our stuff onto people because it's all we have. But at some point, you have to question your own projections, right? You have to question why am I, why am I bowing my will to that person's because they got on TV and said it, or because they wrote about it? They must know. Oh, it says it in here that all GMOs are bad for you. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't have an opinion about it. Honestly, don't get all riled. I know. I, I want us to understand if something's been genetically modified. But I mean, I don't want to jump on some bandwagon just because they said I should. We should challenge everything. We should question everything. We should wonder. I mean, when somebody says you have a spirit guide around you, I'm not dissing that or disallowing that. You have to ask yourself, you feel on that? You tuned into that? You align with that? Because I'm not a big one on that either. Because I don't like when people go, I used to have people work for me. They go, well, spirit said I should be, I think I've told you this before. Spirit said I shouldn't work such hours. It's too much. And I said, oh, <laughs> and I remember going, well, spirit told me to fire you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just whatever you have to get it for yourself you got to tell the truth you got to own that's uranus and aries it's being the pioneer but not giving the authority up if you, if you say spirit said you can just as way say i get this hit that you should do this and take responsibility for it i think you're kind of sidestepping it honestly i think you're sidestepping it when you give it to another authority that we can't see so who am i to argue it's like god told me well, why didn't God tell me? <laughs> and I, you know, I'm a big fan of Disappearance in the Universe. I love when Gary Renard found Arten in Persa. And Gary's a big course person. I'm a huge course person. It's just, I love it. And, you know, make no, and there's a certain kind of course person. There's another kind of course person. But, you know, Gary Renard wrote about Kim Wapnick. He's kind of was always my hero. And I was like, well, if Arten in Persa, if two people showed up on my couch for reals and taught me something, I'd be believing it too. You know, it's like, so there's a whole thing for me about, um, yeah, don't, don't pull on your spirit guide quotes on me. Keep that stuff to yourself. Now, I think that's Uranus and Aries. Don't tell me how to think. 
If you have an opinion, tell me. I'd love to hear it if I'm asking you for it. But don't tell me that it comes from a higher authority than my own. And I don't think any of you should t- to believe that. I think my my psychics at One Two Listen, which I adore, and we're having a sale today, so I have to plug that. They're counselors. They're therapists. They're trained to support you. I don't care where they get their information from as long as it supports you and it resonates as truth for you. Then they can cite anything they want. But your job is to not see them as special access to something you don't have. And I'm not doing that thing where everybody's psychic. I don't care. No, it's the difference between a psychic and someone who's, who is psychic is a psychic is a professional. They've worked at it. They get paid for it for a reason. So under the Aries energy that we are with today, especially with this moon Uranus thing happening, bulk authority, question it. Don't take somebody else's word. Don't let somebody use those phrases on you. I don't care. I mean, it's like it's like saying I graduated from Yale, so I should know. It's like I don't. Your numbers, your degrees, your papers shouldn't mean anything. Your heart, your gut, what you hear—can you verify it? Can you verify it in your heart, in your in your sense of intuition, or are you just believing it because the person speaks with authority? Okay, and I just think it's really important, and I'm speaking with authority, <laughs> that you trust what you know. Okay. Otherwise, it just hurts you because once you give people in authority the authority and they don't say something that is true to you, but you believe it because you gave them the authority, then you have this, you're stuck. You're stuck either hating them because now you have to give up what you worship them for, or you're stuck always believing that thought. Okay. So you, I I always bring up this, the Solaris uh, 1111 thing. There was a whole thing about if you saw the numbers 1111, you were special. And then the whole numbers thing became really special. And if you see this on your digital clock, well, hey, I didn't have a digital clock at the time. So I couldn't be special because I never saw 1111. Number one and number two, that happens with every spiritual special thing that comes down the pike. If you see it, you're special. And that means if somebody else doesn't see it, they're not. And that's the isolation. That's the dualism here that I think we should fight and I think we should stand up for. Okay. It's just like in The Secret when they said we create our reality and people started getting sick, got attacked. We're all out of here at some point. We're all going to die in this reality. Looks like it. Okay, I haven't seen anybody live forever yet in this illusion. Now, that means that we're going to judge how the person dies if they get sick, if the body breaks down. We're going to blame them. That's what it's all set up to do, blame, okay, because we've made it all real. So work on that in your heads, will you? Let's be kind. If somebody's sick, be compassionate. If somebody's being, um, if somebody's going to die, going to pass over, no matter what the illness was, don't judge them. Like every person with lung cancer, did they smoke? (laughs) Does it matter? They're going to pass, and it may not be fun. Be supportive of them, okay? Quit the judgy part. It's really helpful because it it lends itself to loving them. It lends itself to experiencing and extending a kind of non-judgmental um, ex, uh, expression that, that looks kind, <laughs> okay? It looks compassionate. And you can have your mind could go, I wonder if they smoked, but not say it out loud. You can observe that and forgive that. You can you can watch ourselves do that. We don't have to be saints inside. Is I don't think most of us would pass that test. But we can observe that my tendency is to attack the person getting sick. Okay, and that's an attack. Oh, they should have taken care of better care of themselves. Or they kept saying this joke will kill you, and look, it did. <laughs> you got you got to get your own drummer. That's Uranus and Aries. Get your own drummer. This full moon is going to activate where you're feeling insecure and where you're feeling insecure. Now, look at what house is going to land in. You can do that. You can can sort of track that moon and you're going to land in this sense of like, like some of you, like Taurus moons for me, they just make me want to eat. I just want to eat. And, um, Non-Taurus moons make me want to eat too. So no, I mean there is a certain kind of like really lush eating. Like, do you know the word Taurus? Restaurant is it right in the middle there? T a u r a. 
it has to do with food. It has to do with palate. It has to do with this professional sense of cooking. <laughs> the, the rock, the earthy nature of who we are, the comfortable chair, the, the, the desire to ground in, the desire to be. Okay? The desire to, the desire. I mean, think about it. The bull of desire. That's what the Taurus the bull is. It's taming the bull of desire. And you have to tame it. You have to look at it and say, what is this symbol that I want so badly that's going to bring me security? Is it? Let's take some calls. <laughs> hey, can we talk to Maureen Christie? Hi, Mark. How are you? Maureen, I am doing so good. How are you doing? Awesome. Such a pleasure to talk to you. It's a pleasure to talk to you, Libra girl with a Capricorn moon and a Gemini rising. Does that sound familiar? Yes, it does. <laughs> How are <laughs> I love that. You can give me some insight because I have been going absolutely crazy this year between health and finances and hoping yeah. to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Ah, I know. I, I read the greatest thing the other day. I think one of our people posted it, but it was um, – what if the light at the end of the tunnel, like, and when you die, what if the light that we go through, it wasn't the end of the tunnel, but the light was another, um, <laughs> a birth canal. <laughs> anyway, oh, <laughs> it's like, okay, that's too funny. But let's tell you, are going through some interesting thing. Now, Uranus, the one that I was ranting on all morning, is in Aries at 13 degrees. Your sun is in Libra. It's funny. We're talking about these opposites. Your sun is in Libra, the opposite sign at 13 degrees. You have got to feel like you're ready to implode or explode or just like, oh, my God, I always get the symbol or the, the image of somebody with their finger in the light socket. And it is like, oh, it's part of this big grand square we've been having. I think there, I'm not surprised there's been turmoil. It's been in and out for you. It's been hard to nail on. But here's the beauty the beautiful thing that's going on in your chart amidst all the chaos and it is chaos and it's designed in a way to keep you from anchoring in too much to one certain frame of reference. It keeps you on your toes. It keeps you challenging your faith. It keeps you looking deep because you're a Capricorn moon. There's nothing that you can't do. There's nothing that you can't survive, but this stuff just drives you crazy because it's not consistent and it feels insecure. And um, Neptune in the top of your chart which is like the dreamer, is on your Jupiter. And we've talked about this before. This is considered to be one of those golden aspects that bring your wish. And and what it does is it sort of like protects you. It brings you a sense of spirituality. It brings you a sense of hope. But you kind of have to look there. You, you, you kind of want to take a minute and say, where's my faith? Because you have Jupiter at the very top of your chart in your career, I have to say – if you're you're in you have to be in one of the healing or helpful professions. Are you a nurse? What do you do? I am. I'm actually in healthcare. Um, I worked 15 years in oncology and kind of got a burnout two years ago, and now I'm doing pretty much a no-brainer kind of job working in retina. But I'm still with patients, and I still love that nurturing. That oh yeah, because you're but you're it, it, it is totally less stressful. I mean. My heart and soul was always with oncology, but I just needed to do this for me. Yes, I you do. I needed to get my life back. Absolutely. Now, Saturn's on your Venus, too. Every single important planet that rules about your work and what you love is being aspected, meaning there's a planet in the sky that's sitting on it. You're restructuring so much. You're isolating yourself a little bit, which is kind of good. It, it, it affords itself. It lends itself to some depression. It lends itself to some nostalgia. It, 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 um, what's going on? But that depression, that nostalgia is what a Capricorn moon uses to get to the truth. It's a, your version of seeing things in a sober way. Um, what's really moving here in, and I think in truly your benefit, Jupiter's going to enter this lower part of your chart. It's going to hit your home. There's no moving going on, is there? Is there a hope for a move? No, no moving at all going on. Okay, because I mean, Jupiter. With possibly the biz with my office moving in probably but not till August of 2015, but they're talking about renewing a lease. Okay, there's going to be something in the home, whether you bring a business in the home, whether there's an extra kind of new kind of something in the home, but Jupiter's going to be there now. This isn't until 2015, more like spring. 
um, we're going to see this change, this opening. But what it does, what it tells me for real is, is that hope you've been looking for, that thing you've been wanting to pop, it brings Jupiter to your home. When Jupiter enters your home, it brings the hope with it. So that tells me that there's this change is coming. This breather is coming. This sense of like, oh my God, you're tight right now. You're being tied up. You're, I get it. it this is, I look at your chart and I feel your pain in a way. It's, it's kind of like you don't want to feel stuck here. You don't want to feel like you can't trust the future and you do, certainly don't want to feel like, um, this is a forever thing. It, and, and it's not at all. What really is happening here is we're going to tone down the Capricorn moon a little bit. We're going to get you to quit figuring it out in your brain, quit thinking you need to solve anything. And we're going to let this thing unfold on its own. Jupiter's to the rescue always for you, but so is that Neptune on your natal Jupiter at the top of your chart. And that's when think you have Jupiter and Pisces. Your stuff is ruled by Pisces. The opposite sign is Virgo. Jupiter's going into Virgo and it's going to bring luck there. That's to your career. You don't have, if you can get through the next few months, if we can get you into 2015, you'll start feeling the shift. But right now, it does feel like you want to drop everything. I think the feeling is you kind of want to drop everything and walk away. Honestly, if you could, I think you would. I don't want you to do that. I want you to sort of go through the exchange of, that what where I am is temporary, what I'm doing is temporary, that there's some reason for this that's being built. Does that help you? Yeah, it does. It definitely does, Mark. I mean, right now, I, I just feel like I'm pretty much treading my head above water. Yes. You know, it's, it's with health issues that no one can give me answers for. It's with, you know, juggling the finances. It's with trying to keep everyone at home happy and everyone at work happy. And yes. And there I am. I know, and I think that this Pisces, this Neptune and Pisces really amps that energy where you're still the healer and and we have to get you you we want to pull some of that energy in so you're not taking on everybody else's stuff as the healer. That's what happened in oncology. You take it on. Why do you take it on? The Capricorn moon says, I can do it, I might as well. You're a healer. That's what you do. But the problem is Pluto, well, the planets are kind of forcing you to come home. How else do you take care of yourself? You get sick. Why would your body get, make you sick? You pull your attention to who? You, the final person uh-huh. who needs their attention. Your body's saying, come home. Pay attention to us. And you're like, no, 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 I got work to do. And the body's going, well, then here. Now, do you hear? And it's like, oh, my God. And notice it's vague and ambiguous. What's wrong? It's because you're being asked to come home. Just come home. Come, bring your attention home. Learn to say no to people. There's a, right. I mean, it's a true, there's a true calling here for your personal power, for you to recognize where do I say no and where do I say yes. If you have to t- attend to everything that's in front of you, you're not saying yes. You're being a robot. You've got to make these choices. You've got to bring, you've got to get rid of the things in your life that you feel you've put first just so you can come home. And that's why Jupiter's at the lowest point of the chart transiting. It's coming home. It's bringing you in. You can say no. Your Capricorn moon is challenging that. You're, you're, because you, you believe because you can fix it, you should. And I'm challenging you. It, because you can fix it, you have to ask, why should I? What what is the lesson that okay. this person needs? What is where am I in this whole thing? What will it what will its impact be on me? And the, because you can fix anything, you you're Capricorn Moon, you can do it, and you have that Pisces at the top of the chart. Why would you say no to anyone? Bring that energy home to your own healing, and then here's the big clincher: trust your soul, trust that movement forward of who you, where you put your attention outside of you. It'll guide you perfectly. Ask, show me where I should put my energy. And but first on you, so you hear that voice inside, and then it'll be directed on where you put it outside of you. Don't waste your healing on things that you think should be done because you're being asked. Sometimes people have a path they have to walk, and it's none of our business. But you won't know that until you ask inside your truth. This is a time to come in, Maureen. That's why Saturn's on your Venus. Push some of the extraneous stuff out there. Take those baths. Take those hot, hot baths. Ask for wisdom and guidance. You're closer now to the subconscious divine connection than you ever will be with Neptune at the very top of your chart on Jupiter. Go get that wisdom. I hope that helps you. It's right at your fingertips, and I know you know how to do that. Oh, thank you, Mark. I really do appreciate it. I'm, re- I'm so rooting much. for you, Maureen. You hang in there. I promise it's going to open up in spring. You're going to be so blown away. Just stay. Bring that energy in. Take care of Maureen. Please, please, please. All right. 
All right, baby. Well, thank dear, you. Thank you, Mark. Yes, Have honey. Take care day. of yourself. You too. Bye-bye. Bye, hon. All right. We're going to talk to a Joy on whatever line Joy exists on, Christy. Hi, Mark. This Joy. Is <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. I'm thrilled to be talking with you. Oh, that's How so are sweet. You? I'm really good. I This is the favorite part of my week. It truly is. And I look at your chart and I see all this water floating around, this this Pisces. You have a Scorpio moon. You have a beautiful Leo rising. You have Saturn and Cancer. You have one of all the water signs represented. So I'm like, oh, what brings you to call in? Oh, well, goodness. You know, I've, I've been a fan for years and I... I, I just love you. So I just, <laughs> I'm really just open to kind of see what you pick up. <laughs> okay. I always have something to say. You know that. <laughs> Thank you, Joy. You're so sweet. Okay, listen. Yeah. You have Pluto square Pluto. It happens every time. Um, this is about, uh, let's see. I got to do your math on how, how old are you? Can I ask what? Oh, yeah. I'm 38. Okay, I didn't have to do the math, right? Because thank you. I see the year. I just didn't want to math it out. <laughs> Everybody between 38 and 40 goes to a Pluto square, and it changes in generations. Like it used to be earlier. The Pluto square is when Pluto in is in the sky is at the same degree, but in another sign of similar modality. Let me explain it. You were born with Pluto in Libra, a cardinal sign, at 11 degrees. Pluto in the sky is in a cardinal sign at 11 degrees, and they're fighting. And that only happens once, let's say, every 38 to 40 years. That means you, first of all, have to dump some stuff in your life. You have to get rid of it. You have to get rid of the things that are not supporting you. You ha- And it doesn't always look like you're getting rid of them. It looks like they're maybe – sometimes it looks like they, they're getting rid of you. But there's people. There's things. There's issues that you're dumping. You're done. You, you're tired of fighting them. You've gotten to the truth and you're releasing them. That's number one. Number two. Okay. Um, okay is that, are, we, are you relating a little bit? A big time. Okay. Good, good, good. <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm not speaking a foreign language. Now, Neptune is in Pisces and you're a Pisces. It's been on your sun. It adds a veil of confusion. It totally whacks people out when Neptune gets on the sun. It's almost like a deliberate attempt to keep your mind out of it. It says, you go, what's going on? What direction should I take? And you're like, oh, my God, listen to that song. (laughs) <laughs> More so than most than Pisces do it. But Neptune sort of Neptune it sort of zones you out and it sort of adds this timelessness to it. And all of a sudden you're sort of following an intuition, but you don't know why. You don't know what's going on. You can't really get your hand on it. But it makes you incredibly psychic, incredibly intuitive, way more than you normally are, and that's a lot anyway. But this allows you to trust in other words, trust intuition. Trust this guidance that you got. You have incredible guidance right now, and it doesn't make a lick of sense. I mean, your Scorpio moon sees below the surface of things anyway, and it's fast, and, it, and, it's, and it's rocket science, just clarity. But it now, it, it now has being asked just to trust what this, what this hunch you see is and this direction you go. And luckily, they're connected. Your moon and your sun, they're trying. It's like this sweet little water aspect. And you get things really fast. You just have to follow them. You have to trust them because you're not being able to see very clearly right now because Neptune's saying, I'm not going to give it to you yet. You gotta, you, you, this is going to be hidden from you. Now, good news is Uranus and Aries, your, your top of your chart is ruled by Aries. Jupiter's in Aries up there. The next couple of years is going to see this big urge to change, to branch out, to break the rules, to be someone, a voice on your own, and that's going to happen. Like I know you're not going to be at whatever job that is for more than a couple of years more, whatever that is. That's just my prediction, but I really think it's going to change, and it's going to change in such a big way because you need that freedom, and you want to spread this word of healing. You're one of those people that can encourage other people to get them moving and to show them where their wound is, and it's pretty remarkable. You've just put a block on that. It's going to unblock itself for real and not not far away. Lastly, Jupiter in the sky is in Leo. It already crossed your ascendant. It's going to go into your second house. Self-esteem is going to increase. Money's going to get good. You're going to feel this sense of direction and where to go. You're going to bring people some wisdom. You're, you're like a brilliant therapist. You should be. I mean, and you do it anyway, whether you're doing that for a living or not. I think with Aries at the Midheaven, 
therapist is just too it would be too much one-on-one you need something different but you use that skill because you see people immediately so jupiter going into the second house this year and the all through spring next year tells me that what we're doing is seeing this sense of you starting to be content with the changes that you've made and you're making them so how does it sound yeah a lot going on huh yeah just tingles Tingles going up and down as you're hearing all the, yeah, I, I, this last several years of becoming a new mom, um, up oh to a career gosh. of almost 20 years. <gasps> and, uh, and yeah, I mean, especially as of late, I've been feeling, um, kind of like I've just, you know, held my breath and about to just exhale and everything's just going to kind of happen. Yes. Um, I just don't exactly know what specifically. I just kind of have. You know, rough idea. I mean, I feel it, but I just, you know, it's just how it's going to manifest and all of that. That's still what, try, you know, I'm trying to let that piece itself together. I'm, I've always been one that usually tries to force things when I was younger. So finally, yes. I'm just trying to kind of go with the flow and just be very open I'm um, so to glad. kind of receiving what my true path is. And that uh, really will work for you. It's really, you have such a blessed chart. You always can see below the surface. You have a brilliant mind. You have a great way to express it. That Mercury in Aquarius and it's next to Venus. You have a way to express things beautifully. I mean, wherever the industry is that you choose, it's really going to be that voice that carries you, that that you're, it's going to be one of the big strengths you have. But you don't, your mind, that Mercury in Aquarius wants to know and Neptune is saying, please, 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 during this time, just jump in the boat. And you say, take me where you want. You know what skills I have. Whatever your divine cord looks like, whatever the divinity around you looks like, jump in that boat and say, take me. Just guide me. And it will. And you will. It already is doing that. But it helps you shut off that mind that goes, well, what's it? where is it taking us? What's the curve? Get the GPS. Where's the map? And <laughs> <laughs> I was an insurance underwriter for about almost 20 years, it was always about what's wrong with this picture and yeah. anticipating the next wrong thing. And it, it's feeling so freeing to break free with that Scorpio. You know, I was kind of a natural at it. And yes. Never did understand how I fell into that. But now I feel like it's like, okay. Oh, you were so good You're at just that too. Turning it over. You have to turn it over because Neptune's not going to allow you any different. But you can wish and you can dream and you can fantasize and hope. Have fun in the meantime. But that Pluto square is making it a lot more intense than it needs to be. That rules your moon. And so whatever it is that you feel like you need to release, whatever person, whatever people, whatever thing you feel like is stopping you, that is going to be the old life that leaves you. And this new one gets to be reborn. So don't be afraid of the release part. You don't have to decide that. It'll happen on its own. None of this you have to decide. You just watch it, observe it, and go, oh, okay, that's what they were talking about. It's like, that's the letting go. I'm letting go of that. And you bring it together in your own way. It comes together per- flawlessly. And you're going to be fine. You're, it, uh, this cycle for you is absolutely beautiful. And that Leo rising, Leo risings always come, land on their feet, always. And with Jupiter going in your second house of self-esteem, it's just good. We know you're going to land well. I hope you'll let us know, and I hope that helps you, sweetheart. Tremendously. Like I said, I'm a huge fan and follower of yours, so I will definitely keep you posted. And oh, thank you good. so much for being such a gift. Happy <laughs> sweetie. Thank you, too. Take care of yourself, Joy. You, too. Bye, Mark. Bye-bye, honey. All right. I think we can do one more. Sasha, if you're there. Oh my god, really? Yes! Yay! That's so sweet. You're a Pisces too. How lucky am I? And you have a Virgo moon. So you were born on the full moon. Did you know that? Almost exact. I didn't. <gasps> I full didn't moon girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the degree, like one of the strongest full moons I've seen. And a Gemini I rising. I know. It's exciting. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> I'm um, so glad. What brings you to call in? Let's take a look. Um, you know, I kind of just wanted some a general reading for yeah. class. I'm, I'm so interested, curious about um, this new phase that I'm in. Um, yes. It just seems really different, something like I've never really been in before. And uh, I wondered if there was anything in my chart that alluded to me being a late bloomer of sorts i feel like i'm like <laughs> just starting a lot of things oh absolutely 
<laughs> oh yeah, you're a late bloomer for real, and that's because Saturn is in Virgo on your moon. Wherever we see Saturn, um, we look to for the late blooming part, and or Capricorn. And Saturn's right next to your moon, which is right next to Jupiter, which is right next to Mars. You have that much Virgo in your chart, and it's all in Virgo. And the problem with Saturn in Virgo, the good, the bad part we'll put bad in quotes, is that it makes you review everything. You have a high level of integrity, a high level of morality, a high level of like double check my work because I don't like being wrong. And the the good part of it is that you have that high level of integrity and that it lets you slow down and do things correctly. So So it freezes you is the bad part, but it also unfreezes you as you get more mature and as you develop. And Jupiter's coming into Virgo. So we're going to see all this development really speeding up. And you're coming into this time where I think we're going to start activating some of where you get to ask, um, how, where do I put this part of me that can see all the little details in a row? Where do I put it? How do I use it? Um, and that's coming. I mean, you're going to get the answer to that question. You're going to have your Jupiter return. I think, I mean, a move looks likely for you, but is that likely in your reality? It doesn't seem like I'm going anywhere. Do you mean like geographically? Physical or move. Like in the same yeah, I think. It tw- did you do you know what happened twelve years ago? Um, two thousand two. Was there a move then? Or nah, three? There was a move. Yes. There okay. Was a move. Well, yeah. go back in your mind then and think about the circumstances that created that move and let's see if we're seeing anything similar, just similar, because when you move that that always. In- that much Virgo in the fourth, and then you have Jupiter meeting it there. Mm-hmm. It definitely looks like a move to me, but it could mean that an expansion. I mean, look at all the variations of a move. We get an in-home job, a roommate, uh, a new uh, baby, uh, whatever. It just expansion in the home. Right. Move is just the easy one, but keep an eye on it because you'll see some of that energy moving. Uh, number two, Saturn is on your Uranus, which means all of this um, part of you that feels like I, I need, um, I don't like routine. I don't like to, you know, or any part of you that does a daily thing and likes to have your freedom to do it. Saturn is saying, we want to put some form to this. We want to make sure that wherever you're too chaotic, we bring it in to be grounded. So Saturn's sort of helping you ground. And because you have all this mutable energy in you, which is like Virgo and Pisces and Gemini, there's a part of you that hates the thought of that. Don't be making me too ritualistic. But Saturn's like, let's get her, let's get her grounded. Let's make this safe for her. And so that is settling you down a little bit, which you might sometimes judge as boring routine or something it might look oppressive is what i'm trying to say so if there's something in your life that's feeling a little oppressive it's just trying to help you it's over in the middle of november so we have about two more weeks of that energy it's done and then so hopefully you'll learn something from that or learn something out of that and then the only other big thing right now that i really see is you also have that wish energy that energy that if you uh, can visualize it, you can make it happen, which I know it's cliche. I hate it. I hate talking like that. But the, to me, because Neptune's here, it's a good time to fantasize and it's a good time to clear out your system of things you take on. Virgos are service oriented. You worry about who you're taking care of. You worry about who's hurt. You worry about everybody else. And there's a time now where that's going to magnify, but we need to aim that magnifier to you. And we have to make sure that you're releasing all the things you're taking on. You're taking on a lot. I don't know why. Sasha, you do that, right? You know you do that. Yeah, I do. You take on everybody. Like You're like a walking sponge. <laughs> you know that, right? So the reason, the hard thing to remember is that you don't know what's yours and what's theirs. So you have to build in, and that's what Saturn's saying, this time where you release and let go. And the full moon in Taurus is going to so help you. Oh my gosh. You are going to love that full moon. It lands in your 11th house. So it's telling you like, um, it's where this is a time to bring form to your dreams, to your hopes. It's a time to use friends to feel grounded, to, to help you if you need it. But mostly it's a time when you're starting to see how you can make some things happen. And that's going to, and boy, once you get a vision of how it's going to happen, it moves. So don't worry too much about like what I do or what you're supposed to do. My big thing is release the stuff you've absorbed. Like let's get some massage in there. Let's get some, uh, hot baths. And as that drain opens up and you release the water, release everyone you've taken on that day, that year, that month, this lifetime, let them go. 
and let's start filling it up a little consciousness around you. You're, you have no idea how important this is to you. You must fill consciousness up around how you feel separate from everybody else and give that alone time to yourself. Does that help you? <laughs> oh, bless you, Mark. Bless oh, you. Sasha, yay. No, don't forget, this is a big time, and I know you're going to see some results very soon. Springtime where a lot of it pops. November you're going to see in two weeks that Saturn lift, and then I think you're going to get the momentum. Get rid of the people that you've taken on, and let us know how you feel over time. And thank you so much for calling in, honey. Happy full moon to you. Thank you. Happy full moon to you, Mark. Thank you, sweetheart. Take care. Chrissy, do we have our special guest? Oh, we are. Good, good, good. We don't have her yet. No, we got. Oh, perfect. Okay, good. You can work on that. You guys, thank you. We are out of time for callers. Callers, thank you so much for calling in. Don't forget that at noon today, Pacific time, we're going to have a sale. I'm going to bring Kat on in five minutes, but I was reading the clock as um, – you know, whatever. You know what messes me up? Can I just tell you all the time zone change? I can't deal with it. I don't like it. I never did. Why are we messing with time? I don't get it. You want more sunshine? Get up early on your own. You don't have to have some clock doing it for you. Change the times on your own. Like, you know, schools, stay open later. Do something different. But don't mess with the actual physical clock. Really? So it does get me. And so I just pulled my own mistake on that here on this thing too. So we're going to bring Kat on here shortly. But I also want to tell you today at noon, a sale. I also want you to please practice putting that full moon into your chart because this week today, like we know we have that Aries moon and that Aries moon is going to go into um, Taurus tomorrow at 1.30. So tomorrow at 1.30, no, it's void, of course, for most of the morning. So that would say to me, don't do too much tomorrow morning that requires a commitment or requires your full energy because you're going to feel it's often under those void, of course, moons, we feel a little wonky. Okay? And then at 1.33, the moon enters. Now, you know the power peak is over at 12house.com where you can go read it, CA, let me do it this week. So it's not as good in detail as hers. I just didn't have the time I wanted to put into it, but I don't know that I would have done it. I don't know how she does it. You know, her her brain is amazing. But at 12house.com, you can actually see where that moon goes void, of course, because we list those for you. So if you want to start tracking that stuff, that's where you do it. Also at 12reports.com, that's just my personal over the years. I've collected computerized reports that I put your info in and they generate a report for you. And it basically is just something fun to read or something fun to give as a gift. I email them to you, usually done within an hour. Sometimes if I'm away from the computer, it might take several, but you'll get it within 24. And um, those are fun. There's tons of them, almost too many, I know. I think too many choices is not a good thing. Um, The last thing, as we enter the full moon, which is Thursday at 2.23 p.m., I want you to remember that's the day to take a minute, give some gratitude, release your guilt. The most important thing during these moon cycles is to watch how they affect you physically. Um, the moon in, in Taurus is going to be about your body. And it's going to be about where you seek security and it's going to be about where you anchor in. That's the time to seek taking care of the body. Massages are particularly powerful during Taurus moons. Gift buying is particularly <laughs> desirable during Taurus moons. So if you're on a budget, don't be looking at gift buying unless it's for somebody, right? So you got to keep that energy at bay as much as you can, possibly. Um Food is going to taste particularly good, so you want to make sure to plan some good and healthy meals. Because if you're working with the moon cycle, as you're working with it, you'll find these things to be completely um, beneficial to you. Are we okay still, Christy? Okay. So I think I'm still in the air, though. Okay. All right. Well, then let's bring Kat on. I thought I got kicked off the air, you guys. That's why I was doing it. Kat, are you here? I am here. Hello. (laughs) Mark Hassan. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. So what's your, you know, we have a full moon coming up and I like you. (laughs) You're a Gemini. You have Virgo uh, rising and your, um, uh, your moon is in Aries. So now, 
today's your moon. You so you must be feeling that. But how do you how do you relate to the oncoming Taurus moon? Like, what is your opinion about Taurus energy? When do you have an opinion about moons yeah, I, in general? I like, do. When, I, okay. have, <laughs> Tell I have. I have an opinion about, about everything. <laughs> no, um, I, my Venus is in Taurus, so I I really do feel connected to that energy also. And that, but I have to say this: I was thinking about it. You know, going through uh, my kaleidoscopes this week about the Taurus full moon and how everything is so enhanced where our our senses lie and our tastes and our our touch the way we want to the way we want to experience life i think is a little richer but at the same time i have to shout out to my Taurus girlfriends because for some reason they get me in a way that uh, i you know i mean i i have saw, you know i have many many people in my life i've been blessed with the most amazing friendships and yet those tourist women you know i have to say something about Gerald Larson but just and 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 of course Donna Virgilio and Christine Dumarier and Susan there's there's a, a few you know a few off the top of my head and and i'm sure many they just have this way about them you know they they have this calm exterior and and it's like the inverted version of Scorpio in my mind when I'm um, you know I- interacting with them because yeah. I I feel like they show on the surface a little bit what Scorpio likes to hide if that makes any sense so yeah 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 no I think that we we all got Mo we have Donna and Mo right Cheryl. I have to forget I can't forget my ma- the the male <laughs> <laughs> version of Taurus either but the Venus I think because of my Venus being uh, there I, I you know even with the Moon energy I, I still go back to the feminine divine you know I still even though I know of course there's I I can't say anything feminine in regards to to some of the masculine Taurus men that I know but. I do feel they have this calmness about them and, and they're approachable in some way, I think, more than others that I know. So we would take that energy to think about like as a full moon comes around, if mm-hmm. they if you know any Tauruses or people know Taurus energy, that's sort of like the old friend of the moon comes in and says, you know, <laughs> let me let me embrace you. This is what it feels like to be. Some people love that Taurian energy. Some people are annoyed oh, by it. Well, it, I have to say... I I agree with you because of this. Can I I'm, I do yeah. interrupt you? I'm sorry. It's my no, Aries moon today. I'm I'm all over the place. That's all right. No, it's about when you say that they can sometimes annoy others. You know, um, for a lack of better words, I feel that I can remember back way back when Gerald and I used to travel together, and I would be like my suitcase would be like in a million different places and all over the, you know, and I'm on the move and I'm always, and then it, and maybe I would take 15 minutes to get ready in the morning. And then here we are an hour and a half later, I'm still like waiting for Gerald to be beautiful. You know, you you know what I mean? Like they take forever. It feels like, so I, I can relate to that. Well, Tarses don't tend to change. I noticed that the, you know, and what we're talking about here really is the moon is reflecting the sign of Scorpio because the sun is in Scorpio. So you have the depth of Scorpio, you have the secretiveness, you have the profound (laughs) desire to look deep, and that energy is shining on the moon, which happens to be in the opposite sign of Taurus. So the Taurus moon is having us dig deep to find the Taurus energy. So it's using that Scorpio energy to dig deep to find where in us are we grounded? Where do we trust the world? Where, how, what part of me is willing to um, see? Like, if you're in that kind of, I've always got to go, 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 it's like, what has to happen for you to stop? And you know, we used to say that the universe will like make you stop if you don't stop. It turns up the volume. It makes it sound like a heavy handed thing. But the truth is, it's you might just be driving and go, gosh, I just feel so uncomfortable in my car. That thought right there, you just embody the Taurus moon. So do you 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 like those moons, it sounds like, right? For yourself? I really do. It's a it's the one time that I feel we get to take a little pause in the action. And of course, after Aries moon, you know, I, I, I look forward to the peace or the calm that it brings in as well as, again, coming back to the body and the senses and, and all of that, like the heightened, the heightened experience, I think, in, in, in feeling or maybe slowing down your pace, if that's even possible for some of us. But I do enjoy that. And I think this Taurus moon is going to be particularly, uh, 
you know, I, I think it really helps us focus, you know, if that makes any sense. It does. It makes a lot of sense. I hope you'll tell people on your show, which is coming up next, the Psychic Cat Show, some tips that you do to stay grounded. Because if cat can get grounded, <laughs> I have a feeling anyone can do it. Because you do do it. It is amazing. I and do. She, at the same time, it, you know, is on the go more than most anyone I know. Kat, thanks for joining me for a little wrap-up energy here. You're, you're on next, so they're going to talk to you in about 30 seconds. This is Mark Husson. This has been the Mark Husson Show. You guys, thanks for staying with us during all our changes. We're entering a holiday season, so we're going to offer you a bunch more sales at One Who Listen so you can get the support you need from the amazing team that surrounds me. Thank you so much for all you do. I'm wishing you the best and most awesome full moon. We have a gratitude board at One Who Listen. Go right on it. Nothing's asked of you. I'll see you again this time next week. Thanks for being a part of my life.